Well, good morning, everyone. Yeah, go ahead. That was, wasn't that a... It was, uh, I actually got to watch that from the back of the church. Um, if our ushers will come, if you're here for the first time, we want to do something very quickly. Uh, it's, it's, we are so glad that you are, are uh, celebrating and spending some time with us your Christmas. Hey, I was right. People, I told you people would come to church on Christmas Day. So, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> And this is, a, this is a first worship. We got another one coming on. If, it, if you're here for the first time, we want to put something in your hands, just a little gift to, to show our appreciation. Also, there's something in there that uh, if you'll give us some information about yourself, uh, we'll let you know some of the things that are happening in our church. If you guys want to make your way through Alice, just let them know. Uh, reach out, grab somebody. If you're sitting next to someone, you know it's their first time, uh, make sure that they get one of those gifts. So... Uh, and as I do that, I'm just going to go ahead and get started. I've got to hurry. They told me I only have 15 minutes. I don't know if I can do that. But um, listen, I just want to kick this off by saying I don't want to offend anybody. I know that I know that this uh, by saying this, this offends a lot of people in our culture. But I'm going to say it anyway. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Is that all right? Okay. <laughs> We're going to say that a lot. I'm going to just dive right into this. I got a lot to cover in a little bit of time. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for bringing us here. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to celebrate you on Christmas Day. Bless us, Lord, as as we learn of your word. May we encounter you today on this special day in Christ's name. And everybody said, look at the person next to you and say, all I want for Christmas is you. And if you don't know that person, this would be a good opportunity to introduce yourself before you say something like that. And if you're single and that person is pretty handsome or good looking, you're welcome. For the past few weeks, we've been talking about the perfect gift. We've been talking about the gift and we've been talking about our response to that. Our response to the gift of God is is generosity. It's not out of obligation. It should never be out of guilt. But our response to what God has given to us, the gift of his son, is generosity. And it is all about giving our lives to him. Because of the perfect gift that we have in our Lord Jesus, our response is the generous gift of our lives and our resources. Today I want to talk to you for just a little bit about the gift of Christ and what that means in our response. In John 3.16, this is our tag verse for the entire series. It is this, that God so loved the world that he that he gave. God so loved the world that he gave. John 3.16 in the New Living Translation says it like this. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God loved us so much that he gave the gift of the most precious thing that he had and that was the gift of his only son. Well, Jesus was the best gift to humanity because, first of all, he was prophetic. He was the perfect gift to humanity because he was prophetic. Thousands of years prior to his birth, when man fell into sin, God himself spoke a prophecy of how from the seed of woman, a Messiah would come, a Savior would come, and it would destroy the works of the enemy. And then for the next three millenniums, prophecy after prophecy would be spoken. Prophecy after prophecy would be pronounced and penned and parched uh, that, or on parchments that would, have, that would be saved for centuries. 
prophecies that would point to what would take place to one day happen in a stable in a small town called Bethlehem. Everything around the birth of our Lord Jesus would be fulfilled through his birth. All of the ancient prophecies of the Old Testament would be fulfilled with his birth, his life, and his death. Jesus fulfilled many Old Testament prophecies just by being born. And because of that, that makes our Christian religion, first of all, unique. I don't want you to miss that. Our Christian religion is unique from any other religion in the world because our Messiah, our God, our religious leader, if you will, fulfilled prophecy. No other religion had a leader or a Messiah or a false Messiah, if you will, that fulfilled Old Testament 4,000-year-old prophecies. That is very significant of our religion, and it is very unique of our religion. Another thing that, that, that Jesus fulfilling old prophecies, Old Testament prophecies did is it makes our religion valid. Our, our religion is valid. It offers historical documentation. This, this new science called geology continues to unveil and, and dig up things that, that bring validation and Old Testament prophecies that were written about Jesus. It continues to happen. Jesus fulfilled many Old Testament prophecies. In Matthew 2 and 11, it says, this was talking about the wise man, the, the magi, it says, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and they worshiped him. And then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. They didn't know it, but with the gifts that they gave, they were, they were giving a, pro a prophecy of the life and the death of Jesus. For example, gold was prophetic of his kingship. Frankincense was prophetic that he would be sacrificed. It was used in sacrificial offerings. Myrrh was used as a burial spice and embalming. These three gifts were prophetic of the life and the death of Christ. Jesus was prophetic, and that was the first reason that I believe that he is the best gift. Second of all, Jesus was the best gift because he was perfect. You know, we're all looking for, if, and hopefully you got everything done, and, and it's, all, it's all said and done, and Christmas is, you got that under your belt, but, but we always look for the perfect gift to, go, to give someone, don't we? We always want to give our children the best gifts. We only, always want to give our spouses or our friends the best gift, but I was thinking about this and, and how we want to get the perfect gift, and uh, for men, you know, you know what? We, we don't like to shop too much. We like to go in a store and we like to get what we need, and we like to get out of there. It, 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 we, we don't like to. I mean, I mean, please don't ask me to go into Kohl's during the holiday season and pick something up. I don't want to go into any department store. I don't, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to shop. I just want to know what you want, and let me know. Write me a list. I'll go right in there, walk straight to it, grab it, and get out. As soon as I can. You know what I'm saying? Stab me before you make me go shopping right now. That's, guys are like that. And I got to thinking about that. Well, it's holiday season. And, and since, you know, we're out of our elements, we would much rather be hunting right now. You know, it's, it's duck season. It was deer season. Now it's duck season. We'd much rather be hunting than shopping, but it's holiday season. So we have to do this. We have to go shopping. But I got to thinking about, guys, we're not very good shoppers. So I'd, I'd let you know. Hopefully you haven't made these mistakes, but just in case, there are a few things that you shouldn't buy your wives. I got a few things written down that you probably shouldn't buy your wives. First of all, for Christmas, you probably shouldn't buy her any kind of house cleaning items. 
Do not go buy your wife a vacuum cleaner. Don't buy her a dusting wand, a toilet bowl wand. Don't buy her things that remind her of things that she has to do or things that you think she needs to be doing. Just don't do that for Christmas. Hey, listen, don't buy her things that you want for yourself. I had a friend that bought his wife a shotgun for Christmas. Oh, you don't want that? I thought you would surely want that. Well, we don't need it to go to waste. You're not fooling anybody with the gifts that you're buying for her secretly for yourselves. Don't buy her anything that is weight loss related. <laughs> Don't buy your wife a bathroom scale for Christmas. Bad idea. Just a very, very bad idea. Don't buy her any gym memberships or, or spandex clothing and say, honey, we're going to do something different a little bit this year. Don't do anything like that. Lastly, don't buy your wife anything beauty related unless she asks for it. Don't buy her a lip waxing kit or moisturizer, <laughs> anti-aging cream or wrinkle, wrinkle hiding cream. Just let me save you that trouble, fellas. Tell her you love her just the way she is and give yourself a whole lot of peace for the Christmas season. But anyway... You know, the perfect gift came in Christ Jesus. And 1 Peter, the first chapter in the 18th verse, it says, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom before the world began, but now, in these last days, he has, he has been revealed for your sake. Money could not buy our salvation. No amount of money could purchase your ransom. It had to be Jesus. And the Bible says that God chose him before the world began. Why? Because it could have only been Jesus. Nobody could live in this life without sin. In fact, we were born in sin. We were born sinners. It could only have been Jesus because Jesus was God in the flesh and he became the perfect sacrifice. The Old Testament was a foreshadow and talked about how important it was that if you brought an Old Testament sacrifice in the temple for forgiveness of sin in the Old Testament, it had to be perfect. It had to be spotless. It had to be without blemish. It had to be a lamb. You couldn't just bring something that was left over. That was the foreshadow of what Christ would be. He was perfect. He was spotless. He was sinless. He was the perfect gift. Amen? Lastly, Jesus was the best gift to humanity because he was personal. He was personal. In John 1 and the 10th verse, it says, He came into the very world He created. Listen to these beautiful verses. He came into the very world He created, but the world did not recognize Him. He came to His own people, and even they rejected Him. But to all who believe in Him and accepted Him, He gave the right to become children of God. Don't miss this, because everybody thinks we're all children of God in the world. The Scripture says... To all, listen to this, to all who believe in him and accepted him, to those he gave the right to become children of God. How? They are reborn. We are born again. Not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the, so the word in the, and that scripture there, the word, the, the W in that word is capitalized, which is talking about Jesus himself. The word became human. One translation says the word became flesh and made his home among us. He was full of the unfailing love and faithfulness and we have seen his glory, 
the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John said, we saw him in the flesh. God became human and dwelt among us. What kind of God, what kind of king wants to fellowship with those he created? What kind of God wants to have a relationship with people? The ones that he created so much that he takes off his his, his heavenly splendor steps down, is born of a woman, and says, I'm going to become as one of them. I'm going to experience what they experience so I, can, so, I can, so I can take part in their lives. And then I'm going to give them the opportunity to be saved, and I'm going to allow them to take my very own life. What kind of king does that? That is a personal God, one who desires to know you, who wants to love you, who desires to save you. But what does he want in return? He wants to exchange gifts. Hopefully, in this Christmas season, you didn't feel shorted when you exchanged gifts. You ever feel shorted? That you went through all this trouble to get somebody a gift, and, and, and you shopped for it, and, and you spent some extra time, and maybe some extra money, and it was very, very thoughtful, and you gave them this wonderful gift, and they give you like a, a paint-by-number set. <laughs> Anybody ever get a paint-by-number set for Christmas? Hopefully you didn't give that. You thought it was cool. It's not so cool. Not so much. Now, you ever feel shorted? Well, listen to the gift of God. Romans 12 and 1 says, I appeal to you. And we understand that the gift that he has given to us is the gift of salvation, the very gift of his life, the gift of God is, is what, what he has done by giving his one and only son. Romans 12 and 1, the apostle Paul says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present or to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. What does he want in exchange? He just wants you. That's all he wants. In return for the gift of his death, his life and, die, and death, in return for that, what does he want? He just wants you. Here's what, here's what he offers. Here's what he exchanges. In exchange for living in darkness, he offers light. If you will give him your sorrow in exchange, he will give you laughter. If you, if you will give him your suffering in exchange, he will give you joy. If you will give him your hurting, he will give you comfort. If you are broken in exchange, he will give you healing. If you will give him your burdens in exchange, he will give you freedom. And if you will give him your life here in this time, in this age, in exchange, he will give you eternal life. Amen? That is the gift of God. Jesus said the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy, but I have come that you might have life, true life, the Bible said. It is the gift of God, and that is the gift of our King. But as all gifts, it must be received. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for speaking to us, and I believe that you're speaking to people even right now. Lord, that it is not about a mission of a church, but it is about a gift that is given to us today. As you're praying, I want to ask you a couple of questions. I know that we have moved very quickly, but maybe you're here today and God is dealing with your heart and he's speaking to you even, even right now. Let me ask you something right now. Maybe during the last couple of days, during this Christmas holiday, and even right now as we are speaking, let me ask you this question. What is God saying to you right now? What is God speaking to you and saying to you right now at this time? 
the God of the universe, and gave his very best, his precious son, what is he saying to you? And what is your response? As your heads are bowed, and you're thinking about this answer right now, here's what I want to do. If today you've never given your life to Christ, or if you have walked away from God, and you feel the Lord bringing you home today, you feel that God is speaking to you even right now. If that's something that you feel right now, I want to give you the opportunity to come to Christ. Now, here's the deal. I'm not going to ask you to come down here. I'm not going to single you out. I'm not going to do anything that's going to embarrass you. I'm going to pray a prayer, and we're all going to pray together. And as we pray, if you feel the Lord leading you to come home, if you want to receive the gift of his salvation right now, pray this prayer with all of us out loud and give your life to Christ right now as we pray. Let's all repeat after me together. Dear Heavenly Father, as I am before you today, I give you my life, and today I commit my life to you. I confess that I am a sinner, and I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins, and I confess that you are Lord and Savior of my life. I confess that I believe in you, that you died for me and you rose from the dead. And from this moment on, my life is committed to you. I receive the gift of your son, Lord. I receive the gift of salvation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, guys. Let's celebrate right now. I know that there are people that come home. If you gave your life to Christ today, this is just the beginning. We'd like for you to do uh, something. That blue card that, we, that, that, that uh, is behind every chair, fill that out. Let us know you gave your life to Christ today. At the end, we'll receive an offering. Put that in so we'll know. We're going to get busy with a little bit more things that we're about to do.